Katie and I'm done with 2020 and I'm ready to go back to 2005 folks. I think we all are to be honest. <laughs> yeah it's been a year. <laughs> so anyway chapter three risk. Chapter three. It's a good time I enjoyed this chapter. <laughs> I really keep trilling for all these chapter titles I did it last week I did it this week but they are getting better and better. They are we love them. Should we do a little chapter summary before we go into our, our peaks and our pits and all of our thoughts? We shall indeed. Cool we start off with father-son hunting trip very cute yes very cute i was i was very glad that we got some carlisle action this chapter it's a real good chapter for the dads it's a dad dad chapter and i loved it (laughs) it is so father-son bonding activity Mm -hmm. edward is very much like papa i must leave and carlisle is like okay well we can leave if that's what you want and then he's like no No. for reasons (laughs) i must stay Even Edward doesn't know what those reasons are, but we all do. But we all know. <laughs> and then they go back to school and Edward has more drama. Mm. He's just stressing out. And then we get the iconic car crash scene. That's this chapter, real early on. Yeah. Real good time. I, I will say, again, really enjoying seeing things from Edward's perspective. It's very mm. intricate, that scene from Edward's perspective. Um, so then yeah. Edward takes Bella to the hospital gaslights her yeah it's casual bunch and uh (laughs) supernatural gaslighting yeah supernatural (laughs) gaslighting and then the chapter ends with him being like "Uh uh-oh i have feelings yeah it's very exciting (laughs) it is so that's most of the chapter is taken up by the car crash Mm -hmm. so yeah it's nice not a lot happens in the chapter and it means Mm. you just get a good good amount of thoughts which is nice (laughs) yes a few flashbacks, a little bit more Cullen family interaction as well. My favourite yeah. part of the book is the Cullen insights because we really don't get that from Bella's uh, perspective until way later on. So, love yeah, exactly. What up to. I'm, I'm a big fan of <laughs> just Rosalie and Edward's never-ending rivalry that you just really get like a hint of. Mm, just yes, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> the best Cullen in this chapter, 100% Carlisle. We had a great Emmett chapter last week. We've got a great Carlisle chapter this week. Oh, we have a wonderful Carlisle chapter this week. I will tell you, Katie, mm-hmm. and also dear listeners, um, the minute his name was introduced, I circled it and then I drew an arrow and I just put Daddy. Mm, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> he is very much Daddy Cullen in this chapter. Yeah. He just wants to look after all his babies. He's so cute. It is absolutely astounding the difference between a 23 year old brain and a 17 year old forever brain mm. like carlisle's just there being like okay yes this is the adult difference it's so much better for us to leave now no damage done than to leave after our life has ended and like all the other cullens are like yeah i don't want to leave but like risk it and even like alice is like yeah we'll we'll risk it it's probably fine and carlisle's like yes if it's a problem we'll just leave it's fine and all the kids are like what right. if we but if we cannot we cannot and carlisle's just like yes fine we'll just leave so no one dies he's like come on kids let's go on a camping trip and they're like papa we must stay in angst instead <laughs> there's only a year between us and carlisle's eternal age and i just want to know when i get this wise <laughs> Well, um, I think you have to be alive since the 1600s for that to work. But Edward's been alive for so long and he's still a dumb boy teen. True, but Carlisle, I think the whole point of Carlisle is that he already had, like his whole thing is super self-control, right? Yeah. I think he already had like a very ironclad moral compass from like the moment he woke up. Yeah. He then did also join a cult for a good 200 years. (laughs) So I think you have to become a vampire 
stick to your morals still, join a cult, leave the cult, get married, and then have a ton of grown-up children, and then you'll be that mature. Carlisle is the only one speaking any no. sense, unlike all of his chaos kids. He's so sweet. I want more Esme. I know that Esme's smart too. Me too. They keep being like, but you'll make Esme sad, but has Esme had a single line yet? I don't think so. I don't think I've heard Esme speak yet. Oh, no, she has not. <laughs> I miss her. So before we get into, like, big, deep discussion, do you want to do your favourite quote? Sure thing. Um, <laughs> my favourite quote is one that I'm sure will stand out for a lot of people, and it was, a word I'd never said before in the presence of a lady slid between my clenched teeth. And it's like, ooh, ooh la la, what word, Edward? Edward said a bad word. <laughs> he said the bad word. I highlighted that bit as well, because I was just like, oh yes, we've got some good... Mm-hmm gentlemanly fun going on Edward said the bad word (laughs) and we all know it's not going to be anything like we all know it's not going to be anything like a bad bad like Edward clearly said the f word which we're not going to say because we don't want to get marked as explicit either we're on Mm -hmm. team Stephanie Meyer no swearing but (laughs) it's so dramatic and I love it (laughs) could you imagine if he just said balls if he was just like balls (laughs) (laughs) but Edward has been what how long? He's 101, beginning of Twilight, right? 109. And he's never sworn in front of a lady, not even Rosalie. <laughs> like, but, I mean, that makes sense. He was such a sweet little gentleman. Like, he, he never swore in his life. He probably woke up and was like, well, I'm not going to swear now. Also, I'm not being funny. If you woke up and immediately saw Rosalie, you'd be like, well, that's a lady. I don't want to swear in front of. Good Lord. True, true, true. We know that true, he true, blasphemes, true. though. <laughs> we know that he blasphemes. He does it when he's very angry. Mm. <laughs> So my favourite quote was a more serious one this week because, again, the writing in this chapter was actually really, really pretty. I had a good time with it. It was nice. Um, It was. And it it was. Somewhere during that short, thoughtless second when I'd sprinted across the icy lot, I had transformed from killer to protector. Aww. It's just nice, isn't it? Very cute. It's just nice. Also, I really appreciate Edward (laughs) suddenly being like, my god, maybe I can not kill people? That's an option. (laughs) <laughs> maybe not murder I liked the nice when he was like watching Carlisle touch her hair and he was like I want to touch her hair <laughs> yes this is a big chapter for Edward feeling jealous but not actually understanding what the jealous feeling is which I think is quite no. accurate because I mean if you think about Edward the only time that he's felt like envy is when he's looking mm-hmm. at his brothers and sisters, which he actually does say at the start of the chapter, like, some days it's really hard to be around everyone and they're so in love and he's so alone. It was such a great section. I highlighted it. It was so good. There is, what was it? A great Emma and Rosalie line. Didn't have a lot of them, but Emily and Rosalie were oblivious, having another one of their moments gazing into each other's eyes with wonder. It was rather disgusting to watch from the outside. We were all desperately aware how in love they were. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay, honey. He's so grumpy because he doesn't have anyone to love and he's just like "Mm." some days it was harder than others to live with three sets of perfectly matched lovers this was one of them but then he's also in the same breath like i don't know why like got no clue why i don't know why Mm, this girl just smells real tasty that's all i also like that he is immensely jealous of any man that interacts with bella in this chapter including his dad His dad yeah. is very gently <laughs> tending to her wounds and he's just like Rrr. Tyler is like, oh she's pretty, I feel really bad hitting with my car and he's like, how dare you Rrr. Yeah, he's, he's really mad, he's just quite jealous and then he's like, no Tyler, she's more than pretty, she's exquisite, go away 
It's very cute. <laughs> Obviously, you know, jealousy, not a great emotion to feel, but I do quite like jealous Edward. Mm. He's like, I'm grumpy and I don't know why. He's very teen boy jealous. It doesn't mm. seem like dangerously jealous at this yeah. point. I'm sure it probably gets there. Yeah. I, later on when he like takes the brakes off her car or whatever yeah. he does. He does something to her car, right? That's a new mood. If Esmea does release all of Twilight from Edward's perspective, I will still read it because I'm interested in that, but I am very interested to see her justification behind that move because uh, like I said in ep1 I did my dissertation on emotional abuse in romantic fiction and I cited a lot of Edward's behaviour in New Moon mm -hmm. and also in Eclipse because he really ramps it up like yeah. Twilight he's like fine mm -hmm. but then he gets like mm, not great from New Moon onwards. No. <laughs> I like the little insight you get at the beginning of this chapter when he's talking to Carlisle mm -hmm. and he basically admits that the reason he's like not gonna leave is because he doesn't like feel like a coward and Carlisle's like well I don't think that's a good enough yeah. reason. He's like you're right but I am gonna do it anyway. And Carlisle's like well I don't respect that decision but okay. <laughs> Carlisle has just been studying like philosophy for the past like thousand years and he's just like maybe we don't mm -hmm. do that and he's just like no, I've decided to be headstrong <laughs> instead. Carlisle is the only one that's like pointing out that his life's not ruined and that she's gonna be gone in a year or two. Everyone else is like, but we must leave forever. And Carlisle's like, Edward, you can just leave for a year and come back. It'll be absolutely right. fine. And then, well, to be fair, I think <laughs> Alice is probably like the most level-headed out of them all. Hmm, just about. I mean, her whole thing is that she's seeing visions of perhaps Bella and Edward together which is really fun, did not know that she, she saw that, um, mm. but she says to Edward like, the future is coming together, it's uncertain right now, but things are going to change really quickly, um, which is very fun and interesting. Yeah, so I don't think she knows about her and Bella, but she knows something's up with this girl, which is exciting. What she sees is, you know, the beautiful meadow scene that we all love very much, you mm -hmm. know, the you're my personal yes. brand of heroine, yeah. yeah. She sees that scene, which is so interesting, but she can't see Bella, so he's mm. like, why am I in a meadow? It's the vision, but weird, mm. yeah. <laughs> I like that you get the, the momentary Alice vision just before the crash mm. happens, <gasps> I think that's cool. I think it's, like, even though he's like, I would have got there anyway, I like that you yes. get a little insight that he sees it in in Alice's mind and then he sees it happen as he's going over. I think that's I think cool. it's really cool. I think that was just a nice little insight. Yeah, what I also really like is that Alice is very emotionally affected by it. I mean obviously no one wants to actually see a cockroach but she screams no. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah, that's nice. And it's like, is it because you don't want this human to die or is it because you don't want there to be blood spilled everywhere that Edward's gonna go gobble up? <laughs> Could be both. But I actually, what I wonder is, is my personal theory is that Alice has been having visions of Bella for a little while and she mm. when she meets Bella she even says to her we're going to be best friends I've seen it and I'm like True. when did you have those visions Alice because I feel like she might have been getting them for a little bit mm. but then again Edward doesn't say that she had yeah Edward would have seen them by now but I think she I think it's starting to piece together the her but mm. it's still hazy because there's still like yeah. a distinct possibility at this point that he is gonna murder her. Like he's yeah. getting more towards the not murdering end, but still every now and again he's thinking, yeah. hmm, she is tasty. <laughs> you are correct. It is mentioned at one point that I can't remember which brother it is, but there's one brother who doesn't want Edward to read his mind, so he just starts reciting like the periodic table just in his head. <laughs> That's good. I didn't know if that was real or not. <laughs> That's funny. 
I have a distinct memory of it. I don't know if it's movie canon or book canon or if it's something that <laughs> I've just taken off the internet, but I think nice. it is a thing where if they don't want Edward to read their minds, they will just think of something mindless. Or I think they're all quite good at meditation as well, which is quite mm, nice. That makes sense. Head empty. Emmett has not a single thought and we love him for oh, it. Oh no, I love him. <laughs> While we're just on Alice, mm-hmm. maybe I, I could say my favourite Alice part of this chapter. Mm-hmm. The fact that her nickname for Jasper is Jazz. I know, so good. I love it. Jazz. <laughs> That's never been mentioned before, I don't think. I don't think so, or not as much as it is in this one. I also liked yes. her description of having a tiny tongue. <laughs> like, yes. every time Alice comes on, they're like, she's so tiny, so small, every part of her, even her tongue, so little. <laughs> okay, personal, again, live theory time. Mm-hmm. I think that Edward isn't that tall, and he's just taking it out on Alice. <laughs> Edward Cannon 5'4". <five>, <laughs> yeah, Edward's like 5'6", and he's just like, but Alice is teeny weeny, and she's like, yeah, I'm 4'11". I like that you got a little, like, Edward and Alice interaction, like, them just being, like, cute. I also love every time you get any of the Cullens showing any kind of emotion, right right after a paragraph where Edward's like, I'm a monster and I can't feel things like Mm. humans, and then Alice and everyone else is just having, like, pretty normal emotions just vibing. (laughs) And he's like, no, I could never have a feeling. Yeah, (laughs) Edward has his big angst, and then Alice is like, hey, if you leave, like, I'll really miss you, and he's like, yes. I'll miss her too. And then not a page later is he going on about how he has no feelings. And I'm like, Edward, they're <laughs> right there. You... Someone get this boy mm-hmm. some therapy, please. I know. After the crash, he's like, oh, for the love of all that is holy, the catastrophe is never end. And it's like, oh my God, calm it down, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> like, chill out. <laughs> such a mood. I want that tattooed right on my butt. <laughs> Do you want to know my favourite, favourite part of this? Mm. Outside of the line, my favourite, mm. favourite part of this chapter Charlie and Edward are soulmates. Yes! Here's my, here's my hot take. Charlie and Edward are soulmates. Yes. Because he can't hear his thoughts either. And then mm. I'm sure we didn't know that. We did not. And I... I'm sure mm. we did. So it's kind of like Bella inherits the like the shield thing, but his, hers is obviously more intense and his is like just cloudy feeling. I loved that. I know. So good. And that makes sense why Edward is like weirder around Charlie. Like obviously yes. he's like ding his daughter, but obviously he can't get a read on him, which is so exciting. But the way that that's revealed... I loved it, is that Charlie arrives on scene and Edward mm-hmm. basically gets like blasted in the face with parental concern. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like, good God, like he senses it the minute he steps out of his car because he's just like, whoa, mm-hmm. that is a lot. Yeah. Ooh, okay. All he can feel is like concern and anxiety, but he can't pin down any thoughts. At first he's like, oh, it's just because he's really panicking. And then he realises it's not wordless anxiety. It's not wordless anxiety. He just can't pick out what the words are. And I love that. Like, yeah. Yeah, this goes from my theory. None of the Swan family have any thoughts. It's not deep. It's not shield. They're all just head empty. No thoughts. <laughs> One of my fave Charlie moments is when Edward is like, ew, why is Bella looking at her tyres and, like, feeling happy about them? That seems really weird. And then I realise it's because Charlie put the snow chains on her tyres or she wouldn't crash. Yeah, it's very cute. Quite a good amount of their relationship, like, Edward and Bella, is kind of that she's interesting to him, Mm. like, because of the scent and everything, but also because he can't Mm. hear her thoughts and that's why he's so intrigued and, like, that's why they work as soulmates because you don't want 
someone to always yeah. be listening to all your thoughts. Like, you want some nice, good vibe. So really, Charlie and Edward could just as easily have been the soulmates. <laughs> well, yeah, except for I don't think Charlie would ever go out with a 17-year-old. True. I think Charlie's got some moral. True, but we, as we know, these morals don't exist in the Twilight realm where people can imprint on babies. Yeah, okay. So I really wouldn't put it past Esme. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like it, but I wouldn't put it I past guess. her. <laughs> you know what, you're right, you're right, but... <laughs> Alas, he does not end up dating Charlie, no. which is a shame, really. <laughs> they do continuously call her a child through this book, and it kind of... Mm. Child makes more sense for from Carlisle, because Carlisle calls her, like, the swan child, and I'm like, can we yeah. please just oh. say the swan girl? Can we just say girl? I feel icky. <laughs> yeah, they say girl sometimes, but the minute he called her the swan child, and I was like, mm. okay, I know that's because he's from the 1600s and he's got like a little bit of throwback in his vocab, which is mm-hmm. fine. I really like it. I think it's very, you know, cute, but yeah. let's, let's not. And mm-hmm. It's true, she is a child still. She's not yeah. had her 18th birthday yet. That's like, what, the end of the book or start of New Moon? Yeah, around then. Either way. Like, she, she's yet to have her birthday. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, I get why they're doing it, but then also I get because it's shorthand for these people are old timey, which yeah. is fine. But yeah. also, hmm, hmm, pick a different word. Call her like the bear or something like that. Call her the babe, <laughs> the swan babe. <laughs> Rosalie just comes in like, "How's your swan babe?" <laughs> I hope we get some more Rosalie soon. Yes. There was not enough Rosalie in this for me, but she did get to gaze wondrously into Emmett's eyes which is very nice after being together for like 70 years. Yeah I do like them as a couple. I think whilst you know obviously there's some issues with Rosalie's characterization one thing that I do really uh, appreciate is the fact that no matter what everyone's like yes and her and Emmett are so so desperately in love with each other. I'm like well she can't be all bad if Emmett loves her you know. It's so cute. Well, Emmett's kind of garbage as well, but in, like, the best way. I love them both. Yeah, exactly. Another great Carlisle scene is the fact that he makes fun of Bella for being a clumsy child in his head to Edward. (laughs) He's like, how many times was she dropped as a baby? (laughs) That moment, I was like, me and you, Bella, we're the same person because, well, I'm dyspraxic. (laughs) Bella is dyspraxic, confirmed. I think she is. I mean, (laughs) she's putting down some signals. I'm picking them all up. Um, mm. But so I used to fall and hit my head a lot as a child. Now I've not had a skull X-ray, but you know who knows how many healed contusions I have. I don't actually know what a contusion <laughs> is. Me neither. But how fun! I know exactly. She just falls over a lot. It's not her fault. I also fall over a lot. Oh, fine. I also love that Edward one chapter ago was like, oh, I've been through medical school so many times. Mm. And in this chapter, he was like, ah, I've only ever done theoretical medicine. What do I do, Dad? What do I do? <laughs> I know, it's so sweet. I like a little bit of vulnerability from the man that's been through med school six times, you Mm. know? (laughs) Very good. I love Carlisle as well. Edward very sarcastically goes, oh, I just think that she's got really bad luck. She's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. And Carlisle immediately gets a dig in with, yeah, Fox, it's a terrible place for her to be with you here. (laughs) And I was like, oh, owie, my heart. Carlisle is right. Carlisle is right. Carlisle is like, Edward, I love you, but can you leave for the safety of this human? Like, I don't want anyone to die. It's not worth risking. And all the other teens are like, if she dies, she dies. It's fine. (laughs) Like, no, it's fine. Varying degrees of it's fine, but most of them are like, yeah, Probably mm. not, it'll be fine. I do also like um, Edward revealing that very briefly he used to help Carlisle in the hospital, which is quite sweet. Very cute. So 
I guess yeah. they do get to have real world jobs for a bit, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, he could just go be a junior doctor, like, forever. Yeah. That sounds quite boring. Yeah. But uh, Carlisle's only stuck at 23 and he's aged himself yeah. up a fair amount. Like, I'm yeah. sure that you can live through, like, oh, I just look young for my age. And, like, mm. they don't look super young for their age because they have their, like, Mm. sexy vampire powers that make them super hot mm. you know what i mean yeah like, so true. i'm sure they i'm sure they don't look like children i'm sure they look like young adults mm. i will say right i know that they're trying to really hammer home that bella smells good to edward and they really mm. really do in this chapter quite a lot of it is spent being like oh bella smells really good but um she keeps breathing in his face and him keeps staggering yeah. back from it and i'm like you know that sounds like she has halitosis right that makes it sound like <laughs> her breath is awful the dude needs to stop breathing he's like oh, i needed to breathe to look like i was breathing but like dude just hold your breath oh, for like right. a little bit you'll be fine no one will really notice exactly i also love carlisle just saying to edward handle it as you think is best and i'm like carlisle that's terrible <laughs> advice i also really liked the um obviously it's not a big insight but the car crash mm. scene you get to see him like sneakily trying to fix yes. the car with his foot and stuff like so it doesn't look like shoulder mm. indents which i think is really cool because obviously when you see it in bella's perspective and you see it in the film it's just mm. super quick one second action and bella's like what happened he was over there and now he's here and i'm not dead and mm. this you get to see it like very play by play what happened which is nice it's nice to get some like deeper insight into like iconic scenes like that in my head it's such a it's a terrible visualization but i'm gonna say it anyway in my head it was like that scene with quicksilver in it you know and he's running really quickly and he starts fixing like random stuff yeah i thought something real similar yeah. yeah i was like this is this is just quicksilver and it just reminded me of that <laughs> scene quite a lot because the problem is like when he's describing his actions in the car crash it takes over like a page and a half and so i was like huh how is he doing all this yeah. stuff this quickly and then i was like oh he's a vampire oh the super speed i do like that he pops <laughs> the car back with his foot like he reaches his foot and he's like yeah it's cute and only emmett notices and emmett in his head is like uh, i'll sort that out for you if you miss anything. I do Don't love worry. that, that, that brittly bond. What have we not talked about? Oh yes. Well should we should we go deeper into Edward gaslighting Bella? Should we go into deeper into it? Yeah, I was gonna say the main thing that we're missing is the end of the chapter where she's like, What's yeah. going on? He's like, Nothing's going on and she's like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> he goes to talk to Bella because he's like, Oh well I made this mm -hmm. mess and now I need to clean it up and I'm like Edward, can you please just admit that you want to go stare at the pretty girl a bit? Like, it's fine. Yeah, you want to go talk to the pretty girl, calm down. But that's literally <laughs> it, because then he spends all of the time being like, grub, grub. So he goes and listens to Tyler, <laughs> kind of ramble at her. Bella's there with a full concussion, and Carlyle's like, are you good? And she's like, I'm fine, let me home. <laughs> she's so sweet, and Tyler's like, oh god, maybe I should take her out for dinner. It's like, I feel really bad, and I was just yeah. there like, you foul cur, you dare touch her hand? <laughs> You dare think of her as beautiful? You dare! <laughs> it's like, Edward, please, honey, calm down. I just think it's yeah. really funny. It makes me, like, worried for, you know, the chapter that's coming where Edward stops some real bad dudes for Bella. I don't yeah. want to read it, because if he's, like, this intense about right. Tyler being like, she's pretty, that's going to be some intense stuff. Well... I mean, one of the main things that stands out to me about the Seattle chapter is the fact that he is driving Bella home, going 80 miles an hour, and then says to her, you need to distract me, otherwise I'm going to turn around and kill those people. And I was like, oh. Yeah, love that. Mm. Oh, I feel like he's going to have some dark thoughts. And he's already having some dark thoughts. Yeah, not quite as bad as his Mike Newton hate, but we're getting close. Oh god, <laughs> right? I mean, Tyler is just being a very sweet guy. I mean, obviously he's really shook up. He did not realise that he was going to be, like, you know, nearly killing a no. person this this morning he was spun out of control like yeah. he didn't do it on purpose mm, exactly i also enjoy that bella 
is pretending to be asleep the entire time. Yeah, I love that queen. He's like, hey, can, hey, can, can, can I take you out on a date? And she's just like, oh, I can't hear you. I am. <laughs> sorry, I am no here. I'm snoring. <laughs> I'm asleep right now. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm asleep. The only reason that Edward notices is because apparently her hands keep twitching in frustration, <laughs> which I think is so funny. I respect that so hard. She's like, can you leave? Can you please go away? I just, just want to go home. <laughs> but she doesn't. Well, that's the thing is, she doesn't want to go home. Which I think is funny because for someone who hates attention, the most attention you're going to get is if you go back into school after getting a concussion. I know. Like, she's not going to be able to move for people offering her peppermints and a wet paper towel, mm. you know? <laughs> she's like, let me go home. I want to go to school. I know. And he's like, nope. Oh. And I'm sure Edward's also not going to go back to mm. school, you know what I mean? He's like, is he allowed to go? And I'm like, I'm sure he's not going to, though. Right. Go off. But also, can you imagine how bad... Mike Newton would be in that situation. He'd be like, Bella, let me oh carry your books. Let me carry your bag. Bella, let me feed lunch to you. <laughs> you have a concussion. Please. He'd be like, hey, like, if you need someone to come over and, like, watch you and make sure that you, like, don't be sick or whatever, like, I'll totally be there. Mm. And then Jess would immediately be like, no. No, I, I will I will do this task. And then, obviously, Edward would be stood directly behind them, like, you are thinking evil thoughts. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Shame! It would be even worse than this chapter currently is. <laughs> Actually, what I thought was really interesting was Tyler apparently is just bleeding out this entire time that he's trying to convince Bella to go a date on him. Yeah, it's casual. And Edward is like, my love yeah. for Bella's blood is so much more powerful than his blood that's out <laughs> on the counter. Her blood's inside her and I want it more. <laughs> <laughs> that's love, baby. That's what every girl wants. That's what love is. Please, lust after my inside blood. <laughs> 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 Thank you for that, Katie. You're welcome. I'm I'm very good at imagery. Um, <laughs> You're so good at imagery. Yeah. But I really liked Bella being like angry at the end. Like that's that's always been in the mm. books. It's always been like that. And you always see Edward like calculate, mm. like trying to manipulate her out of it. Yeah. But I think the criticism that Bella's character gets a lot, and like a lot of the time, it's a fair criticism. But you get like she's like a nothing character. She never stands up for herself. How does she not notice anything? And it's like the whole time she's the only one that's like, yeah. dude, no, I'm gonna stand up to you and be like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, exactly. It's nice. it's nice to see. Like, I'm not gonna be like Bella is the strongest female protagonist ever, but it's still nice to see. Yeah, I think also a main part of Bella's character, a main reason why Edward is so like entranced by her is the fact that she is literally the only person that notices things. Yeah. In the whole of four. Everyone else does not. Yeah. She has this whole argument with him because she says to him, you weren't next to me, I'm noti- I mean, it's quite cute, it's because she fancies yeah. him. She fancies him, so she notices him drive in and stand with his siblings. Yeah. And so she says to him, no, I know that you weren't stood next to me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I was, I was. Lie, lie. And she's like, well, I know you weren't, so are you going to explain this to me at some point? And she makes him promise to explain it to yeah. her. I mean, he, he doesn't for a while, okay. but... She at least makes him promise. He's such a bad liar, though. He's like, uh, no, I didn't. Oh, like, at least come up with a convincing lie, Edward. Like, come on, you've had enough time right. to, to get your, your lying skills also, up. Also, why would you go with, I was stood next to you, just be like, oh, I was I, I was walking over and I, I saw it. I was going to come and talk to you. I was halfway, but you didn't see me. And then I ran. Just be like, oh, I wanted to ask you a question about biology. They have classes together. It's not that difficult to lie better. I know. He's terrible. He's too moral to lie. Mm. And that's what I'm thinking. I think maybe it, maybe it's a character flaw that Esme has yeah. put there deliberately because, I mean, even though he's just a big dum-dum. He is a big dum-dum. We know this. Could be both. It can be two things, yeah. He has this whole thing, which classic mm. Edward move. We see it again in New Moon. 
he decides mm-hmm. that he has to hurt Bella to get her to stop talking to him and stop asking yeah. questions so she doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Even though she literally says to him, like, she's like, I don't care what it is, I just want to know how you did that. I won't tell anyone. I'm trying to know, because, like, yeah, because I, I saw you, dude. And he's like, no, you didn't. And she's like, right, jeez. So he's really rude. He's really rude to her, to the fact that apparently all the colour drains from her ivory skin, so she's now just a sheet person now i guess like she's just pale as anything and then he's like throwing those words in her face stung like acid i'm like oh my god shut up stop pretending like this is hurting you more than it's hurting bella yeah bella's just like dude how did this happen and he's like i must be horrible and it's like all right exactly just lie better learn to lie instead of being like no one will believe you all right also just be like okay, look, I can't tell you about this now. I need to talk to some people. Because you know what? What could actually have happened is he could have said to his siblings, look, I saved her life. She noticed. She has told me that she would tell you about it. And I kind of want to tell her because, you know, I think like we're in love or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think? And put it to a vote. Rosalie would obviously vote no. But yeah. like... But like, also, is that not... Um, obviously, he can't do that because of the Volturi. Like, mm. you can't tell people that vampires uh, exist. Or, or you'd be dead. Oh, yeah, but, like, they do it anyway. They're gonna do it anyway later on in the book. True, but at this point, they don't think it's worth it because he doesn't know that he's in love with her. He just thinks he's... Yeah. Mm, okay, <laughs> I guess. I mean, can Jasper not feel yeah. the little infatuation rolling off him? Is he too distracted? <laughs> he's too busy being distracted by him being hungry. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Oh, hungry, you can't feel any emotions today. Yeah. Too hungry. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Jazz is having a day. <laughs> I'm only gonna call him Jazz now because that's so funny. Yeah, it is very funny. I do like Bella in this chapter. Yeah, me too. She literally says to him, All I know is that you weren't anywhere near me. Tyler didn't see you either, so don't tell me I hit my head too hard. That van was gonna crush us both, and it didn't, and your hands left dents in the side of it, and you left a dent in the other car, and you're not hurt at all, and the van should have smashed my legs, but you were holding it up, and she's just like, boom. And then he's like, <laughs> You think I lifted a van off you? And it's like... (laughs) He's like, I'm not going to discount the rest of it, but I didn't lift a van. (laughs) Also, isn't it such a... Sorry, we're going to generalise that, men. Isn't it such a guy move for you to say four things at them and they respond to the last one? (laughs) 100%. It's like, I can only follow one of these things. Such a dude move. He's like, I can't do all that at once. I'm just a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I think she's so sweet. She's like, I won't even tell anyone your secret, dude. Like, it's... But then he's just really rude up to her. Yeah. And then she's like, why did you bother to save me? And he's like, ugh, I, I don't, don't know. know. Which is horrible. I know. You could just go with, <laughs> it's my moral duty to save the life of anyone that may or may not get crushed by a truck. Yeah, I just feel like, because I was there. Yeah, because I was there. Like, double down on your stupid excuse, at least. I would have saved anyone. I was there, I would have saved anyone. Yeah. You know, imply that she's not special to you, but don't just rip her heart out and be like, yeah, I wish she got smushed by a truck. Like, dude. Wish you died, sorry, lol. <laughs> Like, it's just hurts so horrible. And then, bless her, then Bella has to go home and she's just really upset. Yeah, understandably upset, yeah. Yeah, and she's, she's already had a really hard day. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just started a new school. She's been there for, like, three days. She's already getting some horrible mixed signals from the one dude that she fancies. Yeah. And then suddenly he's like, I wish you got killed by a truck. Yeah. Which is just very mean. A bit intense. Um, I would say this part is my my pit of the chapter. My least favourite part is the the Edward beginning to gaslight Bella. Yeah. Oh, do you want to do highlights and lowlights now? 
Yeah, go for it. I would say that is my low light. That is your low light. My low light is the same. I don't like it, but I mean, the problem with it is, is with Midnight Sun is that it's going to have the exact same letdowns and the exact same problematic parts as Twilight. Yeah. Because it is based on Twilight and obviously it follows very closely the action. I'm pretty sure, I don't know for certain, but the dialogue is clearly lifted from Twilight, so it's accurate. I haven't... Yeah. I think people have gone through and matched it and obviously there's inconsistencies because mm. otherwise it would be quite boring to read. Yeah. But... I think it's pretty much on there, especially the big part. Yeah, it's very similar, and obviously that means that we're going to have a lot of the problematic parts and a lot of the letdown from Twilight mm-hmm. in, in Midnight yeah. Sun. And I think that is something to really think about during the Twilight Renaissance as it is, is that, like, obviously you can enjoy Midnight Sun. I am I am enjoying this book right now, but I think also Me too, you need time. to keep in mind, like, the critiques of Stephanie Mayer and her writing and how relevant they are. And I don't think they're yeah. going to go away. You know, no. this is this is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, as much as you like something, you can also be like, yes, this criticism is valid and I wish mm. it was not part of it because I do not mm. like it. Exactly. And that's okay. I think it's good to think about things as whole things instead of mm. one or the other. Yeah, like, I think it's a good love story. Him falling in love with her, those parts of this chapter. Lovely. Very well written. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, this part, no. No, thank you. No. What, what was your highlight then? Let's go positive. Okay, my highlight is Alice. Mm, very cute. <laughs> I just liked her in this chapter. I thought she was really cute. Um, I also, I get very excited whenever Alice's powers are involved. Yeah. Because I think her powers are yeah, so definitely. interesting. And I love that, like, the way the universe works, if you take into account Alice's powers, is that there are so many different avenues for anyone yeah. to go down. And they change yeah. when you make a decision your whole life is in flux at all times okay. and i really like that idea Me i like too. that idea for life i like that she's not like seeing them married now it's nice <laughs> mm. my highlight is um the whole charlie bit i love it i love oh. anything like i just love it i think it's so nice i think it's nice to have the insight that yes. you can't read charlie's mind we've not had that before mm. that's new twilight information which is exciting yes. and i love charlie is his second soulmate <laughs> yes i love i love hearing more about charlie from mm-hmm. an outside perspective and he just seems like such a sweet guy yeah like we already knew that charlie was the bomb but mm-hmm. just a great chapter for the dads this one's for the dads it's... they said this is for you and i love it this one is for the dads yeah i think my my other highlight if i got to pick one would just be the pure dadness of this chapter mm. a nice mature responsibility of these sweet sweet men i I don't think charlie got to speak in this chapter no but we just got good charlie vibes we love it we did we did i am looking forward to the first time that edward meets charlie Mm, i think that's going to be hilarious because you know charlie quite rightly is very wary of edward and i wonder if that's because you know how the whole thing is that like oh vampires are they are apex predators yeah if you're a prey animal, which technically humans are, would that not also mean that there are certain people, maybe humans with gifts like Charlie, who are put more on edge by vampires? Probably, yeah. Because there's the kind of the, the two ways that the vampires work. And one is mm. like, you're naturally scared of the vampires and you avoid them. Like, that's why all the kids in school are scared of them and avoid mm. them. But then the other side of it is yeah. like, they're also drawn into it. So like, mm. I don't think Charlie is going to be enamoured by this beautiful teen boy. So he yeah. goes the other way. <laughs> oh my God. All the vampires are hellers. <laughs> they <Just> are. All <laughs> <of> them. <laughs> Imagine them all in little colour coordinated outfits with little like croquet mallets. I would love that. I would love Alice to organise that for them. They're all just not fun enough to carry it out. Mostly Edward. I will say, one of the things that I am very upset by is that in the whole of Twilight, there is not one Halloween. I know. There's not one Halloween, and 
I want to know what the Collins would have gone as for Halloween because you know that they do a full family costume. Do, is it a Mormon thing? Is it like Mormons don't do Halloween? Is that why we don't get it? To be fair, it, it, I don't think it's specifically a Mormon thing because mm. um, they still do Christmas and things, but it is a Christian thing Yeah. because um, they think it's devil worship, mm. so that might be why. Yeah. But also, I just, I'd really like to see everyone in the Cullen family dressed as various characters from Alice in Wonderland. Very cute. And you know Alice would be Alice, <laughs> and she'd be so cute, and it would be, mm, mm, I'd love it. That would be cute. And like, just imagine Edward as the world's grumpiest white rabbit. <laughs> very good, love that. Pure scowl. <laughs> I'm very excited for next chapter, Visions. Yeah. I want to know what visions they are, very excited. Me too. Yeah. I think it sounds really exciting and um well maybe maybe it's my theory about Alice. Maybe Alice mm. is gonna be like, Bro, I see you yeah. together. Yeah. Big heart. Should be really fun. A cute time. Yeah, I'd definitely be down for that. If it's something else. Yeah. I honestly I think the fun thing about this is that I remember certain things that happen in Twilight. I can't quite remember what order they happen in. No, me neither. And also the films and the books are just blended into one like continuous yeah. hours and hours long yeah. film in my brain. So <laughs> I'm always like, hmm, yes, I remember that, but was that from the book or the movie or both? <laughs> One thing I'm very excited to find out is uh, what was Edward doing when they went to La Push, baby, La Push? La Push! I want to know how much he knows about it. It's a good time. Right, yeah. Oh, God. Racking that Jessica's mind. I personally hope that Edward went quad biking while everyone else was in La Push. Definitely. <laughs> I hope he did a fun activity. <laughs> Lovely. Let's wrap it up there then. We'll join you next week for Chapter 4 Visions. Exciting. Yes. This has been chapter three, Risk. <laughs> A great chapter name. <laughs> mm. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thanks so much. Have a good morning, evening, whenever you're listening. Mm. <laughs> and goodbye. Bye. Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro is A4 Vampire by Summer. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with Stephanie Meyer or any of her intellectual property. All views expressed are their own. And remember... Vampires make terrible boyfriends.